Welcome to the Principles of Success, and today, interviewing the expert. And today's books are Save the Cat and Save the Cat Writes the Novel. Save the Cat is the original novel, and it, or is the or- original book, and it was written by Blake Snyder. And it's a book on how to tell stories. Blake Snyder was a screenwriter, so most of the focus was on writing good screenplays for movies. Save the Cat Writes a Novel is kind of a sequence to this book written, I believe, decades later by Jessica Brody. And it is definitely the better of the two books, partly because she's been teaching Save the Cat workshops for years before she writes this book. So it's just more in-depth. I recommend reading both because the authors with their different experiences and expertise are able to explain and emphasize different principles more effectively. But either way, I recommend you reading these books, whether or not you're an author or just somebody who wants to get better at telling stories, because that's what these books are about, is they're about the science of telling stories. From the very beginning of time, where it was stories around campfires, to now where we have endless amount of stories to pick and choose from. So that's the two books that we're talking about today. And the first thing I want to talk about in Save the Cat is the 15 beats. So the 15 beats are basically the key. Every single story has these 15 beats. And it's just the how the novel, how the story flows. So the first beat is the opening image. It is the scene that kind of sets the stage and tells the I'm just going to say reader for novel purposes because it's easier verbiage for me. It tells the reader what to expect from this book. Is it going to be a fun book? Is it going to be a sad book? Is it going to be a thriller? Is it going to be a fantasy? The opening image tells the reader what's happening and it shows the world before anything really begins. The next beat is the theme stated and it's kind of the lesson behind the story. The third beat is the setup and the setup is a multi-scene beat which means it can have multiple scenes in a story and the setup is essentially where you get to see the protagonist going through their life before things change and by the way the setup takes place from one percent to ten percent of your story at ten percent is the fourth beat and the fourth beat is a single scene beat and it is the catalyst this is where something happens to thrust the protagonist into the story. The beat after that, the fifth beat, is the debate beat. And this is from 10% to 20%. And it's basically where the protagonist debates about what he's going to do next. Um, Basically, should I do this? Should I do that? What's going to happen? Because nobody likes to change, and change is interesting. So we all question it. And then the sixth beat is called the break into two beat. And this happens at 20%. And this is essentially where you decide to actually do it. The break into two scene beat for The Hobbit is um, him yelling, I'm going on an adventure. That's the break into two scene beat. He's like, you know what? I am going to go on this crazy adventure that Gandalf is trying to get me to go on. And he shouts that he's going on an adventure. So that's the break into two. And the reason why it's called break into two is because every story also follows the three um, act system. You have the beginning, the middle, and the end. Act one, act two, and act three. 
So breaking into two is the end of act one and the beginning of act two. Act two is broken into two parts. There's part one and part two. Act two is the main chunk of the story. This is where the adventure takes place. And it starts off with the seventh beat. The seventh beat is the B story. This is the story that is more of the character focus kind of thing. It is learning to love yourself or learning to trust others, that kind of deal. This also is a lot of times where the theme stated comes into play more. The B story in Hunger Games is the love relationship with Katniss and What's-His-Face that also is a tribute. So that's the B story. Then the next beat is the probably the biggest beat, and it, it goes from 20% of your novel to 50% of your novel, and it is the fun and games beat. The fun and games beat is the part that basically made you pick up the book. This is the slaying the dragons, running around, and doing all sorts of crazy stuff. This is the part that we find fun. The character in the story might not necessarily think it's fun, but this is the part that we find fun and enjoy. Then you hit the midpoint. The midpoint comes at 50% of your story. It's the halfway mark of your story, which is why it's called the midpoint. And it is basically where things come to head. If things have been going great for the protagonist, then you're going to have a victory where it seems like they're on top of the world, or if things have been going really bad for the protagonist, this is where they're basically close to giving up and accepting defeat. Then it turns into, and that's the first part of Act 2. The second part of Act 2 is the next several beats, and then that begins with the tenth beat. And the tenth beat is bad guys close in. And this is the other main section of your story. This goes from 50% to 75%. And Bad Guys Close In is similar to the fun games, except for the stakes are raised. Everything gets harder and more becomes at risk. So you got to be careful with this one. Or the character needs to be careful with this one because things are getting more intense. And then beat 11 is the all is lost beat. This is basically the beat where something happens and it really really sucks this is also a lot of times where people die like for instance when gandalf dies or when dumbledore dies or when obi-wan kenobi dies mentors love to die at this spot it's a mentor's graveyard which leads to the dark knight of the soul which or as i like to call it the sulking in the storm scene you every single one of you know this scene it's the scene where the protagonist just had something really crappy happen to them and they're walking in the rain and everything's sad and miserable there's often sad music that goes along with it it's the dark night of the soul and they basically sulk for a little while about how tough life is then the 13th beat is the break into three and it comes at 80 percent of your novel and this is where your protagonist figures out what they need to do to succeed and then they go do it. And then Act 3 is the final couple of beats. And the first beat is the finale. The finale basically goes from 80% to 99% of your story. And there's some sub-beats to this. And it's gather the team, executing the plan, um, surprise twist that messes things up with the plan, dig deep down so that way they can push to try and 
overcome this final op op obstacle and then executing a new plan to pull a victory from behind. And that's the finale. And then the final beat is the final image and it's basically the, well, we won, huzzah. So those are the 15 beats and that ate up a good chunk of today's episode just covering the 15 beats. But every story has these beats and even series of stories have this beat. Harry Potter, each individual book has all 15 beats, but the series as a whole has these as well. Um, when the when Dumbledore dies, that is the series beat of all is lost. Dumbledore is dead. What are we going to do? And then they wrap up the story with the remaining beats, but the series beats, Dumbledore is dead. And the beginning of the whole next book is, what are we going to do now that Dumbledore is dead? Things are so much worse, which is the Dark Knight of the Soul. So stories, both singular stories and series stories, have all of these beats. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. But that's enough on the beats. Let's go into Save the Cat genres. These aren't your typical genres like fantasy, thriller. These are story genres. And there's 10 of them. So the first story genre is a dude with a problem. And I think you can guess from the name what dude in the problem involves. It's a regular person with a big problem. The Martian is an example of a dude with a problem. You have this guy who's on a Mars mission and then he gets abandoned on Mars. That's a pretty big problem. He has to figure out how to survive. Next up is Buddy Love. Buddy Love is all love stories. It's where the sto main story is a love story. The reason why it's called Buddy Love and not Romance is because cop shows where it's a partnership is Buddy Love stories, um, just without kissing and making out. And a boy and his dog stories are Buddy Love stories. And the key with um, a buddy love story is that person A is incomplete without person B. They need person B to make their life better, and that person B can be a dog. The next genre is the golden fleece genre. This is your heists. This is your quests. This is the, we have a goal and we're going to try and achieve this goal, and this is how we're going to achieve this goal kind of story. Ocean's Eleven is an excellent example of a heist golden fleece story. And Lord of the Rings is a Golden Fleece story. They're both, we have this goal and we're going to try and achieve it. And the story is them working towards that goal. Lord of the Rings ends when they, when Frodo achieves his goal of throwing the ring into the fiery volcano. The fourth genre is institutionalized. And you can have a institutionalized story of somebody going up against the institution. Or a story of somebody trying to accept their position in the institution or in other words a company man story um i believe the second hunger games catching fire i believe that one counts as an institutionalized story the first one is dude with a problem katniss is in a ring with a bunch of people trying to kill herself trying to kill her 
The second one, I believe, is an institutionalized story. It's her against the all-powerful government. The fifth genre is a rites of passage genre. This is kind of a coming of age, growing up kind of genre. Brother Bear is a great example of rites of passage genre. It's you growing up, becoming a man. The sixth genre is the superhero genre, and it is somebody that is seemingly bigger than they are going up against a foe. Harry Potter is an example of a superhero genre. It's not just all men's and capes. Harry Potter is a superhero genre. The third book of The Hunger Games is a superhero genre. It's Catless Everdeen becoming the head of this movement. The seventh genre is Out of the Bottle. This is your Aladdin story. This is the this is your blank check story. This is where something magical, life-altering thing changes your life temporarily. And you have to... And the story is all about navigating this new story or this new set of circumstances with this new magical power. However, usually at the end of a out-of-the-bottle story, you lose this magical edge and things have to be resolved without the magic. In blank check it's not necessarily a magical thing but this kid randomly gets a million dollars and then he has to at the very end learn how to be a normal kid again so this is the what if this happened kind of story the next genre is monster in the house and you need two kind of key ingredients for this story you need a monster and you need a house you need something that is non-human scary soul-devouring evil thingamajigger and you need an enclosed space so you can't just run away and that's the monster in the house story that's what most horrors are and what most thrillers are the next one the ninth genre is the why done it and this is your mystery genres it's why did this happen trying to figure out what's going on and what secrets people are keeping and then the last one is the fool triumphant this is the village idiot this is the guy this is the underdog story to come from behind and win because we all like to root for the underdog and these are 10 different story genres that we all can find multiple s stories spanning different genres of fantasy and thriller all of that all these story genres can be found in those genres so this episode's getting to be a little long but we're almost done. The next thing I want to talk about is the logline. And this is kind of the short description of the story. The logline is basically the answer to the question of what's your story about? And there is a very simple formula for the logline. And it is on the verge of stasis equals death moment, a flawed hero breaks into two. But when the midpoint happens, they must learn the theme stated before all is lost. Going back to the beats sheet, you just plug in each of those beats into this logline formula and you'll get a good story. So for my new novel, a off the top of my head logline is on the verge of the girl he loves marrying another man, Rick Gemini decides to distract himself by overthrowing the government, by throwing over the government. But when people start dying, he must learn that love is important before all is lost. Or before she says, I do. 
that's just an awful top of my head kind of log line. The novel is nowhere near to being completed, but that's an example of a log line. So you have the just before the catalyst, the break into two, so just before the fun and games, what happens at the midpoint, and the super sad event that might happen. So that's an example of a log line, and again, it's on the verge of Station Sequel's death moment. A flawed hero breaks into two, but when the midpoint happens, they must learn the theme stated before all is lost. So that's how to do a log line. That's how to tell somebody about your story. That's how to hook somebody to be interested in your story. Because a story itself is not how you get attention. When you're in a conversation, if you want to tell a story, you get their attention, you tease the story, and then you tell the story. And a logline is a great example of how to tease the stories to get people interested. And then the last thing I want to talk about real quick is author tricks. Why is the novel called Save the Cat? Well, it's simple. Well, it simply comes from one of the author tricks that is listed in lots of the... There's a lot of tricks listed in both of these different books. But the Save the Cat trick is essentially if you want your slightly unlikable character to be liked by the story or by the reader then one of the tricks you can use is have them save a cat or some little minor good deed that makes people root for that person an example aladdin isn't that likable of a dude but at the opening scene he gives bread to some other hungry kids which makes him more likable to us and you can easily revert this trick as well so in this next novel, which I just teased with the logline, there's a character that I want to make super, super likable, but I want the reader to hate. So I did the opposite. Instead of having him save the cat, I have him kick a dog because I want the characters to all like him, but I don't want the reader to like him. So there's just several different tricks. That's just one of them that helps you develop your stories and make the stories work more effectively. Another trick just to end this off with is um, every character needs an eye patch. Basically every character needs something distinctive about them that can basically draw the reader's attention or memory back to that character. So a character with an eye patch is a great example of oh that's something unique about this character. A character with a limp might be another one. A raspy voice is another example. It's just giving the character some more characteristics so that way the reader can remember them better because names are easily forgotten. And there's a bunch more tricks to that. There's a bunch of tricks on how to write their stories, how to um, have a board to kind of fiddle around with the story itself on paper and stuff just all in your head. So two great books. I suggest you read them. And with that, I will see you all next week.